Hello and welcome to the Tech Data Microsoft Channel Discussions podcast. My name is Phil Clark. I'm an independent IT consultant helping Tech Data explore some of the more interesting uh, nuances of the Microsoft Channel. I'm very pleased today to be having a, a meeting with Haroon, Andre de la Porte, and uh, Deb Sweeney uh, to talk about UC and Teams and, and how the Microsoft Channel is evolving and embracing some of the more voice related aspects of, of the voice portfolio. Hi, Haroon. Hi, Deb. Are you all okay? Okay. Yes, we are. There you go. <laughs> Audio testing done. Um, so before we start, it's probably worth just going around and doing a brief introduction. Um, I mean, Debs, if you go first, if that's all right, and then, then Haroon, if you can follow, that would be great. Yeah, no problem at all. So hi, everyone. I'm Deborah Sweeney, or Debs, as everyone knows me. I'm the business manager here at Tech Data looking after modern workplace solutions, which includes unified communications, which is our topic of today. Perfect. And Haroon? My name is Jerome Delaporte, Andre Delaporte. I'm the CEO of SoftApp, and SoftApp is an international cloud service provider with a Teams telephony competency. Excellent. Okay. And, and I, mean, I think this is clearly the topic of, of today. I, I'd be really interested in, I mean, just a, a bit of background to the business and how you got into Teams. Were you, did you come from the Microsoft side or from the telephony side, or how, how did you end up doing what you're doing? I actually came from the telephony side. And okay. when Microsoft made a move in 2010 to be in that space, that was the major decision on our side to be part of that ecosystem. And do you have, a, I mean, are you able to share the number of clients or, or you know, just some sizing of, of the, the size of the business? The sizing of the business, um, as I said earlier, SoftApp is an international cloud service provider. We work on the distributor side exclusively with tech data and our services are sold in the Nordics, the Netherlands, UK, Belgium, France, Italy and Spain. And to date, we have over 22,000 customers making use of our platform. Fantastic. Okay. And so obviously, I mean, from, from my perspective, so my background uh, is well, partly telephony, but mostly IT. Um, and Microsoft were never really seen as a as a voice player. And, and I think it's been it's interesting that they're clearly now becoming a lot more prominent, probably ably assisted by the, the pandemic and everyone adopting teams through the pandemic phase. But I mean, I'd be really interested in your view as to, to when sort of Microsoft became a reasonable-sized player in the UC market and, and, and how you saw it evolving here? Love to. Uh, first of all, I'm going to set you right because okay, Microsoft <laughs> officially entered the, uni the unified communication world in the year 2010. And that is when she released Microsoft Link 2010. And imagine that at that point in time, it was revolutionary that you were able to put the PC at the center of communications. So effectively, what Microsoft thought is that you can make and receive calls using a desktop application. So if you look at what Microsoft did from that point on, uh, she made in 2011 another extremely bold move, in my opinion. The link client at that time, instant message, presence, video, and PC, and PC to PC calling was added to Microsoft Office 365. And the second smart move that she made, she purchased Skype from eBay. 
So, in my opinion, in 2010, 2011, Microsoft entered the telephony or the Europe or the unified communication side of the business um, wholeheartedly, as they say. But if we look a little bit further down the line, then in 2016, she added um, calling plans to Office 365, effectively becoming a telco as well. And in my belief that with the with the actual um, arrival, excuse my French, of Microsoft Teams in 2019, Microsoft already was a, a fully-fledged PBX uh, vendor. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, like I say, I'm, so my uh, background's a little bit to do with telephony, and, and, and Microsoft would never be the ones you would choose. You would go to Mitel or Avaya or Cisco or some of the other bigger sort of traditional brands. But I think that was, you know, I'm old, yeah, so, so that was a few years ago. And I think things have definitely moved on a little bit now. Um, I mean, what do you think has been the core catalyst in, in Microsoft getting such a prominent hold on the UC market now, you know, by comparison to maybe 10 years ago or so? I mean, obviously, they've been through the link and the Skype acquisition phase, but it, it sure. feels like it's changed since then. I think she was already there. And if you look at who used Skype for business at that point in time, that were all the multinationals. Mm. And I think that with the pandemic, uh, which we have been through, uh, and with teams being luckily uh, in their lap at that present point in time, um, she received a tremendous momentum forward. Uh, mm. If we look at the latest figures, then uh, since January, 270 million users per month in 151 uh, countries that is immense that is absolutely mm. immense yeah it's, I mean, it's just it's fascinating how they've done it because like you say it, it was almost by stealth and then it just went bang didn't it and and, and sort of took yeah. over i mean De deb's from tech data's perspective i mean clearly the sort of uc skews under the the office 365 microsoft 365 uh, world i mean how prominent are they in partners because I, I still think there's a bit of an evolution to go isn't there well, that's personal oh, view yes. Certainly, there's a lot of evolution to go. I mean, I think, um, you know, the whole unified communication space today is where Azure was five or six years ago. Uh, partners mm. are, our partners are certainly IT resellers. They do the IT bit and they do that really, really well. All the voice stuff, that's a whole new world. That's a whole new way of thinking. So, you know, I think with uh, cloud and everything becoming an annuity model, partners have got to that recurring cost model. And that's, you know, something prevalent in the UC market for a long time now in the telephony market. So partners are now looking at um, the fact that they're already shipping teams with their Microsoft licenses, it's already there. So, and their customers are actually driving the adoption more so, and then coming to the partners and saying, well, look, we've got teams through you. Why can't we do the voice for you as well? Uh, and that's the driving factor to partners coming to us now and saying, right, okay, how do we do this? And working very closely with Jerome and uh, SoftApp and the Voice of 365 is fantastic because these guys have given us the most amazing tool in the world to help easily deploy voice solutions on Teams for our partners. Uh, it's all automated. 
And, and in, in partner terms, are you seeing the sort of profile of partners who are engaging with the Microsoft channel changing in, in that the more traditional telephony guys are, are now more interested in Teams? On Obviously, SoftApp, a really good example. But yeah. are you seeing sort of the, the, the demographic of partners change a little bit? Yeah, I know. Historically, in the distribution space for Microsoft, it's been very much IT resellers. But increasingly, comms resellers are saying, OK, we need to start looking at teams now um, and, you know, starting to approach us on that matter. So it's actually opening up a really nice new market for us. Excellent. And I mean, like I say, I think there's there's probably a mixed opinion on um, on where Microsoft are in, in the vendor portfolio for telephony. Um, I mean, from your perspective, you know, is there a typical customer that, that would embrace Teams over the traditional legacy sort of PBX platforms? Is there certain functionality they look for or, or try and avoid? What's the, what's the sort of qualification matrix for picking a customer that's a good fit for Teams? Is it literally everyone or is there anyone you think mm, maybe not? I think what COVID has learned is all that you might, as a company, need a form to collaborate or need a product to collaborate properly. And you have lots of choices. Eh? You can go to WebEx and you can go to Zoom and you can go to Microsoft Teams. And what we see out there is that end customers uh, realize that, hey, if I'm using Zoom, why shouldn't I uh, call or make and receive calls with that as well? And of course, the same goes for Microsoft Teams. So it's a logical step up. Uh, we think uh, there's no rationality behind it anymore. As you said earlier, uh, uh, in the old days, I would choose a Cisco, an Avaya, a Mitel. I wanted to go for the certainty and I wanted to go for the, uh, for the uptime. And I wanted, and there were a thousand reasons why I chose for that. And I think what COVID has done, which is very interesting, she has mixed the bag of possibilities completely. So mm. literally uh, the actual reseller, the ICT reseller, the telecom reseller, uh, the distributor, uh, we as a vendor, we have to reinvent ourselves in order to make sure that we accommodate the end customer in the end correctly. Mm. And so some of the more complex voice requirements like contact center, like IVR, you know, some of those sorts of things, I mean, would you say they are part of the functionality? Are there things you could bolt around the outside to accommodate for that? Or do you think that's still where maybe some of the other platforms are winning? Oh, absolutely. And I think Microsoft has done a great thing as she is offering call queues and call menus. She's offering audio text menus and hunt groups. And she's very specific and says, hey, if this does not fit your requirement, we have certified X number of partners who have a solution that could be used. So in the terms of the Microsoft side, I think that's very smart. Um, that is exactly what Tech Data and SoftApp are doing as well. We have uh, on offer a contact center uh, solution, which is native to Teams, so does not look at the SBC in place or does not require a connection with a 
subtrunk, eh, but offers the functionality directly from the Office 365 tenant. What mm. I'm in effect saying is your end customer or the end customer has a wide range of choice she can actually choose from. And where do you see it going? Because obviously, you know, the, the, the market's changed pretty dramatically over the last few years. I mean, wh where do you see the, is it sort of further integrations? Is it improved qualities? I mean, wh what's, the, what's the future, do you think? The future today, I think, is that we need to take the complexity out of the equation. Eh? If you want to uh, activate Microsoft Teams telephony in the tenant of your customer, you are in need of know-how. You are in need of training. So what we've tried to do with uh, the voice of O365, and Deborah just mentioned that, we have created a tool which automates that process. Basically, we can guarantee that the installation of Microsoft Voice is done correctly and properly, giving the reseller the chance to focus on uh, the on the end customer, on uh, usability, acceptability, uh, and making sure that the total team's package runs as it was especially designed by Microsoft. And so, so the voice of O365 is your sort of service offering that's a wrapper around Teams as a platform. And, and does that give a partner who's not so proficient in voice technologies enough know how to to deliver a voice solution to their customers how, how what's the interaction between you and tech and reseller and microsoft it, just trying to understand the the moving parts i'm gonna hand this over to deborah because she is, <laughs> she is absolutely excellent in explaining this <laughs> well we have been partnered with Jerome and his team now for over three years um and it's an excellent relationship we very much work very closely together us as tech data, Jerome as a soft app team with the Voice of 365 and the partner in order to deliver the best possible outcome to their end customer. So we just work very closely and we utilize the tools that the soft app guys have created for us. So even if our partner is not an expert, in which most of them are not experts in the telecom space, the provisioning tool, the automated provisioning tool from SoftApp takes care of all the heavy lifting. They don't need to be able to use PowerShell. It's nice and easy, just a few clicks of a button. Frankly, even I could do it, and that's saying something. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second, Dev. But I, mean, I suppose <laughs> in terms of sort of sales, it's, it's a slightly different set of messages. You need to be able to qualify the customer. Does your sort of joint offering help the partner at the sales end, outside of the technology oh, yeah. and implementation? Absolutely, yeah. We jump on calls with the partner to their customer if that's a requirement as well. So it's not a problem. We just will work with the partner really closely. You know, neither your own or tech data sell direct to end customers. So, you know, we work closely only with partners and our objective is to enable the partner to be successful. And if that means we jump on a call with the partner to help them close that deal, then that's absolutely fine. And I mean, if, if a partner's not engaging with UC at the moment, I mean, roughly how much sort of spend or wallet share are they leaving on the table? I mean, it must be a massive missed opportunity if people aren't engaging this sort of discussion. Ooh, this is, this is quite stats? huge. Yeah, this is massive. Okay, so I don't know if everybody listening is aware, but in 2025, the UK are going to be turning off the PSDN network. And a study has shown, a study that I didn't do, it's done by a third party, but there are about 42 million small businesses in the UK 
that are still using traditional telephone lines. Come 2025, that's going to be turned off. Their phones will not work anymore. So they're going to need to move to uh, a SIP-based telephony solution of their choice. Now, if you look at from a partner's perspective, um, you know, what's 1% of that market worth? I mean, get out your calculators, people. 42 million, what's 1% of that? And then you times that by £10 a license, times that by 12 months, and times that by the number of customers we have. It's, uh, it's stacking up quite nicely. So we would very much like our partners to take full advantage of that market opportunity. Um, and we're here to help. And I suppose as part of that, and again, Huron, I don't know if you've got any stats around this, but I'm guessing if you have a customer that's buying an end customer who's buying from a partner, you know, their Microsoft 365 traditional licensing and their Teams UC and some connectivity, I'm guessing that's a lot more stickier customer than, oh, than yeah. if you're just buying individual components. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. What's, what's, what's the top studies have shown? What, what's Sorry, the average term for these sorts of contracts? It's not the sort of thing you move every five minutes, is it? Gosh, got no. a few? It's at least three years. Mm. So, so, so it's a great opportunity for partners to sort of get long-term annuity revenue in an area yeah. that sounds like you guys will help them with the skills, but gives them an opportunity to, to build out their proposition with the customer and make them a lot more attractive. I mean, what, what are the pitfalls? It all sounds very, from a partner's perspective, where can it go wrong? It's always a good question to ask. You know, is it, is it uh, uh, the risk of you know, lack of skills? You could sell them the wrong thing. I mean, what, what, give us a bit of a sense of, of what goes wrong in these sorts of environments. I think that if you look at the telephony side, make and receive calls, I think that there um, you basically can't go wrong. But now we go to the add-on applications. Eh? What are we going to do after hours? What are we going to do if the customer, the customer of the customer is on hold for more than five minutes? These type of things is learning by doing. Eh? Mm. And they can go wrong because the reseller, the customer, make a educated guess on what could be what could be best. And uh, there is a chance that uh, they do it wrong. One thing is for sure, the Microsoft Teams telephony side, so the PBX side, is extremely stable. Other advantage is that the 99% of the SIP trunks out there are very stable. And so we're not worried about that bit. We're more worried about, hey, what's happening if? Mm. And I suppose the other the other thing is obviously this is a multi-channel communication strategy. Yes, yeah? so you've got voice, you've got IM, you've got video, and and people are really keen to from a, a consumer perspective, an end end customer perspective, keen to sort of pick and choose normally based on demographic or age which way they go. And the benefit of Microsoft gives you the option to serve all of those things from a unified platform. Is, does that tend to be part of the proposition for businesses these days, or are they still evolving into that sort of mindset, the omni-channel? sort of side of things yeah, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a very mixed bag um obviously our partner base are dealing with customers in all different sectors and all different sectors that are at different levels of it competency uh, but we are seeing an ever-increasing adoption of teams as an all-encompassing tool so not just for uh, a bit of instant messaging but also for document sharing collaboration and increasingly bolting on calling plans uh, so they can use it for their telephony solution as well.
I suppose it might be a little bit off piece here, guys, so apologies, but it's an interesting question. Okay. So obviously Microsoft have got dynamics and, and that I'm guessing can plug quite nicely into teams to give you a holistic view of customer and, and, and like, is there, are there tools that can do things like called transcription so you can record what's been said in a call and associate that with a customer record? I mean, how level, how advanced is the functionality to to give you a, a single view of a customer interaction at a CRM level rather than you know, just in the sort of telephony end? Two ways to answer that question. If you and I are having a Teams conference call and you wish to speak English and I wish to speak Dutch, then uh, that's what you say is, trans is transcripted in Dutch for me and what I say is transcripted in English for you. So that's one side of the actual answer to your question, which I think is pretty neat. Eh? The, mm. the, there, is, there is not another package who actually does that. These transcriptions that are coming out can be used with power apps of Microsoft to feed that into a different solution. So Microsoft is very smart, eh? hands you the tools, hands you the APIs, very difficult word, to actually integrate uh, items of your importance to the actual product you would like to use. Brilliant. So, so I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of Microsoft, as most people know, and, and, and fundamentally, they've got a lot of things right. I mean, this feels like a very well thought out strategy. Is there anything that you think, you know, if, if you were sitting down with a Microsoft strategist now, is there anything that's missing from their portfolio that you would like to add on? No is I, an okay answer. I would not want to comment because, <laughs> and because for the simple, simple reason that I don't have their vision. And mm. I think that the people in Redmond or wherever they are placed who have their thinking caps on do an absolute fantastic job. And sure, if we look back, they've made mistakes between brackets, but on the whole, it is pretty amazing what they are turning out. Eh? Mm. And us, you, Debs, me, eh, being able to be part of that, of that ecosystem is absolutely wonderful. I'm, I'm still trying to work out how they're gonna weave Minecraft into the UC platform somewhere. That, that acquisition would be it. Anyway, let's talk about that some other time. I mean, so Debs, if you're a UK partner or a, a partner listening to this and you want to get involved in more of the UC side of things, but you're a bit nervous, you don't have the skills. I mean, what, how do you engage with tech data to understand yeah, how it's best to engage? Oh, well, that's pretty easy. You, they can reach out directly to me if they like. So it's uh, deborah.sweeney at techdata.com or they can use the general uh, uh, email address, which is csp at techdata.co.uk um, to get in touch with us. And that will also get passed through to me because I'm the lead in the UC world right now. So uh, I'll be more than happy to jump on a call, talk to the partner, find out where they're at at the moment in their strategy and then help them on their journey, whatever stage they're at, to uh, achieve success. And then, of course, Jerome is my right-hand man when it comes to voice. So uh, very quickly, we'll make sure that Jerome is introduced as well. And we work so closely together to make sure that, like we, like I said earlier, we're giving the partner the ability to give the, their customer the best possible outcome. 
And are there particular competencies that a partner needs to have passed to, to engage in this world or is it all part of the other sort of broader no, Microsoft as, as long as they are signed up as a CSP reseller, then they can get cracking. Obviously, there are competencies that they can go for. Uh, Microsoft are changing the partner program, so things are changing on that front, but that's a whole other topic which we'll cover another time. Uh, but we will help them with their accreditations and competencies. Whilst they're on that journey, we've got all the people that we need to be able to help them be successful. Excellent. Okay. So I think, I mean, so from my perspective, it sounds like A, it's a market opportunity missed if you're not involved. B, you guys make it easy for people and C, the Microsoft offering is holistic and there's no problems with it. It's almost like a sales guy who's just told me a really good story, but <laughs> it feels like it's well done. Phil. Well done. <laughs> you have a job. Um, Firstly, I mean, thank you very much. It's really useful because, like I said, I'm a little bit out of date personally in the world of voice. And, and so, you know, getting up to speed on where Microsoft are and their general strategy, and it obviously all makes sense when you sort of paint it out as the way you guys have done. And secondly, I think there's probably like quite a lot of people who would listen to this who maybe are a bit old school like me and need to be brought up to date. And, you know, obviously you guys are very, very keen to help out to get people on this journey from a distribution and a functionality perspective. So, um, so from the sound of things, Devs, you just want to repeat the, the, the point of contact for the, the partners? Was it CSP at techdata.co.uk? Is that yes, right? CSP at techdata.co.uk. Absolutely. Per yeah. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, look, well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. It's a Friday afternoon, so I'll let you go to the pub now. And um, I will close the call off. But, I mean, again, Harun, very nice to meet you. And Debs, good to see you again. Um, if anyone is listening to this and is keen to get involved, please do get in touch via CSP at techdata.co.uk. Uh, or alternatively, just hit subscribe. There's plenty of these podcasts coming through. Um, so if you have any suggestions on things you want to hear or, or feedback on this one, please do get in touch via that email address and, and we'll look forward to hearing from you. But on that note, thank you very much, guys. It's been a pleasure to speak, see you. Thanks very much. Take thank care. you.